This is WCN. The Whole Care Network. You talk. We listen. Content presented on the following podcast is for information purposes only. Views and opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent views of the Whole Care Network. Always consult your physician for medical and fitness advice, and always consult your attorney for legal advice. And thank you for listening to the Whole Care Network. I believe a lot of knowledge comes through intuition. Rationality is a man-made thing, but intuition, you have to feel it. You have to feel it. We all have our stories, and by sharing them, we can truly show the power of the human spirit. Welcome to another intriguing episode of Gratitude to Latitude, Stories of Resilience and Hope. I am super excited to welcome my guest today. He is a friend and colleague, father of four, entrepreneur. He has this amazing backstory of he's the current chairman of the Bodhi Foundation, which focuses on training future business leaders. Neil's life has been dedicated to the fields of technology, nutraceutical, and logistics. He's got an education in aeronautic engineering and OPM from Harvard Business School. And we have these amazing conversations, so we're so excited to bring this conversation to all of you. Neil Baskar, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Jordi. Thank you for being here. So I always start after the bio with a quick story of who you were when you were younger and how that possibly resonates with who you are today. So if you don't mind sharing, you may have had an entrepreneurial experience or a flash in your eye when you were a young lad. <laughs> so please share something about your childhood that may resonate with who you are today. Yeah, so uh, Jody, when I was very young, uh, I think around uh, uh, 1969, America sent a man on the moon. Yes. So that was a, a very important event in my life. And uh, uh, my grandmother had a transportation business, horse buggies. So horse buggies, uh, they were, uh, there was a guy, guy who told me that Americans have not sent anybody on the moon. They have plonked somebody on the mountain and they're calling it their sand on the moon. Wow. So did you watch so, that on television in 1969? Yeah. So I read about it. I did not have a television those days. Okay. So I, uh, I saw the photograph in the newspaper. So I asked my father. His name was Guri. I still remember. Uh, Guri has said that 
what is the truth. My dad said he is an uneducated man and he does not know but America has sent a man on the moon. Mm. So that was a story which is defined. What I did as an engineer, I did aeronautical engineering because Neil Armstrong was an aeronautical engineer from Purdue Farm. So are you right now promoting Neil Armstrong as the inspiration for your success? Yes, indeed, I am. (laughs) That is so cool. So you were just, you were young and you saw that and you were intrigued by the whole process of going to the moon and then decided that you would study aeronautical engineering. Yeah, but thanks to John F. Kennedy, because in my country those days, there was no aeronautical engineer taught, engineering taught. So John F. Kennedy gave aid to India and set up IIT, Indian Institute of Technology, and gave about six, seven planes. And this is the only institute which has an aerodrome on the campus. Yeah, so thank you. John F. Kennedy. American taxpayer and John F. Kennedy. So you were in India and then you had the opportunity to come to the United States. Yeah. And study IT, correct, as well? No, I studied because of a a computer. When you are designing computer, you cannot design manually. So I used a lot of computer. So that is how I know IT. Okay. And then if I recall, weren't you one of the first people involved in, and I can't recall if it was IBM or Apple, but didn't you in some way, shape, or form connect with Steve Jobs? Yes, uh, he was also a bigger role model for me, very much so. You are right, Jody. That's amazing. So, I mean, how fortunate were you to have two icons influence you early on? Yes, uh, that is a what uh, America inspires uh, worldwide. I was uh, so far away in India. The America was called the final frontiers. Mm. I was very eager to come to America and join the final frontier. And in that fr- final frontier, you took every possible advantage of your un- of utilizing your entrepreneurial spirit. So I did a little research. And I saw various numbers. So I'm going to go right to the source, meaning you, and ask you, how many businesses have you started and sold? Oh, well, I have uh, never counted it. It around a dozen in IT, in the pharmaceutical, in logistics, in the space technology. About a dozen. A dozen, Okay. So I, I think yeah. I saw anywhere between 11 and 25. So so you're clarifying a dozen businesses. So anyone who's listening in the audience who might have this desire to be an entrepreneur, what would be your key advice for them? Well, you see, Judy, when I came here, I was very hungry. I was 
I came here from a developing country. So hunger is very important. And when you say hunger, and you mean desire, grit, yeah, right? Hustle, exactly. all of that. Yeah. And second thing is you have to be humble, very humble. And finally, you have to hustle inside. Mm. Yeah, if you have a hustle inside, then everything can happen. You can live American dream. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned humble because there are a lot of people out there, influencers, who don't believe that being humble is a part of this experience. You know, they they share their their wealth, they share their success, they put it before us in every aspect. So it's interesting because I believe that you need to be humble as well. So I appreciate you sharing that because I don't always see that, you know? Yeah. First generation always has to be humble because you are thankful. You are saying you are a gratitude to the land, to the people who have accepted you. In the new country you call home. So it is just a question of gratitude. Yeah, you have to be immensely gratitude uh, towards the people. People are the most important asset of any country. And the air, the land, and all the other things you are enjoying. So you have to have a very strong sense of gratitude. I believe. Which makes you a perfect guest for this podcast. Gratitude uh, to latitude. With gratitude, you rise. Giving thanks. And you're right. If you're in business, especially, everything you do depends on the people you serve. Without them, you have no business. So giving gratitude and appreciation is key. So um, well said, my friend. Thank you. I'm going to share a quote by Amit. Ray, I just Googled and um, haven't heard of this gentleman before, but I really like his work. And the quote is this. When you touch the celestial in your heart, you will realize that the beauty of your soul is pure, so vast and so devastating that you have no option but to merge with it. You have no option but to feel the rhythm of the universe in your own heart. And prior to this um, podcast, we had a conversation. And I know that there's a very big spiritual side of you. And there's this awakening that is taking place. You know, when I'm at your house, you have these great books and you are meditating and you are focusing on chakras and, and you are so aware of that. And many people perhaps don't even know what a chakra is or haven't had the experience to meditate. So I wanted to ask you, how important do you think it is for individuals to connect spiritually on a spiritual level? Yeah, so that is a very difficult question. Jodi, you see, I have had a stroke just six, seven months ago. And that is why my speech is slurred. And it is, some people will think, oh my God, what a, a thing has happened to you. But I sincerely believe 
It is because something which is powering us, it has opened up new vistas for me. Yeah, I call it knowledge science. I am an engineer by by profession. I believe in a body, in a mind, and in breath, breath and in a time, because breath people call is a consciousness. Consciousness is a focus. Focus people think of, because breath they can't, they can't question. You put your hand, and you put your hand, and you can you can feel. The condensation, yes. the warmth. If you are there, there will be no condensation. So, as an engineer, I call it breath. Breath, nobody could question it. But now the question comes: What is breath? What is breath? So, if you close your eyes and you sit inside, you will see all. Universe, you can see inside through intuition. I believe so. Lot of knowledge comes through intuition. Rationality is a man-made thing, but intuition you have to feel it. You have to feel it. That is my. So, are you saying, Neil, that when you close your eyes and you are present? The knowledge is there, the intuition is there. You have to be one with it, and that is your spirituality. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, uh, my. That they say that uh, be quiet, be still, and know that uh, I am Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Be still and know that I am yeah. here. I am here. So you have to establish yourself inside you. You have to find yourself. Inside you, and you have to be very contented. Mm. You have to see that. So the answers and are really within. Yes, you are right. That's powerful, yeah. right? That's so powerful that the answers are within yeah. us. If we can be still yeah. long enough and listen, we can find our answers. Yeah, very true. And uh, I practice uh, which. Uh, Indians have been practicing for uh, two, three thousand years, uh, and that is chakra meditation. There are called seven chakras in our body, like a uh, seven spectrum of color, seven notes in music. So I focus on those chakras, and I become one with him, with. Whoever it is, whatever the source is, I don't mean. Yeah. So through the seven chakras, through the colors, <clears throat> the sounds, the feelings, you be, you can become one. And yes, through meditation, which is an amazing, you know, anyone can do it anywhere. It's free. It's an amazing resource <laughs> for us. An amazing resource. Yeah. Yeah. So if yeah. if we are talking about business and entrepreneurship. And finding success in our life, whatever that is, is there a chakra that you feel is ah. best for that process? Oh yes, very much so, Jody. You have asked a very uh, nice question because there is a chakra 
and I was said that uh, you have to be humble, you have to be hungry, and you have to be hustling. So that chakra is uh, the third chakra. Yeah, that is a manifestation of solar plexus chakra. It is called Manipuru chakra, like a uh, like a shining chakra. It is like a, having a sun. Yeah, inside your stomach, your belly, you feel very how much fire you have in your belly. What all can radiate you? Who else can you give warmth to? Yeah. So, so all the attributes of our sun are in that chakra. It is a sense of intuition, sense of energy, sense of strength and ambition and self-control of all. Self-control. That's helpful. And you said that is the soul. Is that the solar plex? Did you say chakra? Yeah. Okay. This is where you are. You are connected. When you are born, you are connected with your chakra with your mother, umbilical mm. cord. Mm-hmm. So that is the belly button. Right. Belly and that button. is where the chakra lies. Yeah, that is where the so uh, first chakra is a root chakra, which is at the bottom of sacral. Then second chakra is which is slightly above that, and third chakra is where the belly button lies. Yeah, you are connected to your mother for nourishment, mm. for food, mm. for water. So that is the chakra. that's interesting because we're connected to the sun for those things too. Life is connected to the sun for those things too, and you're. In your analogy, you're liking this chakra to the sun and the energy and the fire. And that's really cool because I haven't thought of it that way. So thank you for that analogy. You mentioned having a stroke six months ago. And I'm just going to give a little backstory to our listeners. So I met you probably eight years ago. Our children went to the same high school together and were friends. They took German together. I always heard that, you know, when my kids were at your house, how much fun they had. They got to go swimming and eat great food. And and I knew of you, but I didn't really know of you until you had your first incident. Correct me if I'm wrong, Neil. I'm, I want to say this was probably around 2013. Yeah, 12 and 13 because... I had in 12, and you met me after I came home. I was in the hospital for a long time. So you were in the hospital for a long time. You had a complicated issue. You had surgery. You had Lyme disease, and you had to fully recover, and you did. You just you just took every challenge, faced it head on, and succeeded, and got right back. And then six months ago, you had a stroke. And I didn't know about it until we connected recently. And I've really enjoyed reconnecting with you and seeing and learning from you um, how you handle adversity. And that's a huge part of this podcast. So one of the things that I always say is forget fear, face fear, which is face everything and rise. And you are the perfect, you're the epitome of that 
acronym, Face Everything and Rise. None of us escape this life without adversity and challenges. What fuels you? What fuels you to continue to go on, you know, even after having a stroke and rehabilitation? To be honest with you, Jody, you met me for the first time and I was similar symptoms I had as if less as it. Correct. Yeah, patients were exactly like my patients. I actually my thought you symptoms. had ALS the first time I saw you. Yeah, and you asked me I should go to a checkup with a specialist. Correct. And you did. Yeah. So you can imagine how bad I was at that point in time in my life. Yes. Yeah. But I strongly believe that whatever happens to you, it is uh, happened to, to do some good. I see in, a, in the adversity always some good. Now, in this talk, what do you think? What is good has happened? My speech is uh, slurred. I can't speak properly. So what is so good about it? So the good thing is that I was not aware. I think you know that I had a heart bypass operation. Yes. And it was done by Da Vinci, a robot. So a robot yeah. actually performed your surgery for your heart? Yes, very much. And it was very simply done. Like uh, they made us three small holes and one big incision. And that is all. And I was all out of the hospital in three days. So major heart so, surgery with three incisions. And out of the hospital in three days. In <laughs> three days. Yeah. So one hole was for eye. I to give the eyes to the surgeon, and two holes were for his arms. And incision was to operate from. Right. Yeah. Very simple. Now this has a good easy led me to start a company, which will be doing a research in robotics and making it so cheap, so inexpensive that anybody can have robotic surgery. It costs approximately 400 or 80 million, a thousand dollars. People, everybody can't afford Correct. Yeah. So it has to be made available to people. You have to be grateful that I could do it, but not everybody. So this is the good which has happened. Mm. I see that. So you're, you've taken this challenge and, and this experience and you're putting it into a mission. Yeah, Jyoti, just like you. <laughs> I'm nothing. You are wonderful. You are doing the same thing, husband's experience. You learn from that, and that is how you are doing ALS. You are devoted your life. Yes, thank you. Following in your footsteps. Well, speaking of devoting your life, Bodhi. So you have a book. You're the author of Bodhi Mythology. 
And what does Bodhi mean? And what is the foundation about? So universe was uh, created. Uh, one theory is a Big Bang theory. Yeah. And uh, we also say Big Bang theory. It is because of sound. Sound. So the sound of Bodhi came first. Sound was Bodhi. Bodhi. This means uh, it was a tree under which Gautama Buddha sat and uh, he found a Eureka moment. Yeah, a Eureka moment? Yeah, Eureka okay. moment. I found it. I found it. So it was a Eureka moment for me. Okay, I found how to start a startup. So it means uh, then being an engineer and then to IT guy, people will ask me, what does the body means, B-O-D-E? And uh, I could not say that it means uh, nothing, but it is a sound. So I gave it a name, Builders of Digital Economy. Builders of Digital Economy. Economy, that is the acronym I backed into. And that makes it so much easier to remember as well. Yeah, so much easier to remember. So the Bodhi Foundation is yeah. also amazing. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so very simply put, uh, there are a lot of high school. Everybody who goes to uh, the school gets a high school diploma. And the right of passage is you learn how to drive a car. Yeah, how to drive a car. So Bodhi is my attempt to make it so simple that anybody who knows how to drive a car can also drive any business. Mm. So that is what it takes analogy of a car and a business. For example, you have a steering wheel. In every car, you can't have a car without a steering wheel. So, what is a steering wheel equivalent to in the business? It is a, a strategy. A strategy. If you don't know where you are going, any road will. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so your entire philosophy is to correlate business, starting a business with the aspects of a car and the steering wheel. Is, is the perfect example. You're right. If you don't have a strategy, if you don't know where you're going, how can you get there? Exactly. And other one is people. People and production. Production, of course, you know, is the engine. It tells you how many RPM you are driving at. And people is a tire. Yeah, tire pressure. It is there, it is not there. So... I, there are 12 such things I teach them to young kids and uh, experience of people also that if they know it, then they can write any business. How can our listeners have access to this book? Where is it? Where is, can it be purchased? It will be out of Amazon.com. Okay. It will be there and successful one of company which applied, it has become Asia's Forbes magazine 25 
best companies of Asia. It is a, a company which has about seven, eight, just two years old. Young boys, 25, 26. Noka Robot. That's quite an accomplishment for two, a company that's two yeah. years old or for a company that's 30 years old as well. Yeah. And they are doing a second capital raise. That, that is where the, the market cap for that company is approximately 100, 100 million dollars. Wow. Wow. You are absolutely amazing. Every time that I talk with you, I am I just feel so fortunate to learn from you and to have a mentor in you, Neil. Thank you so much. So the Bodhi methodology is your book. You're writing your second book as well. And I want to ask you for either a quote or a book that you can leave our listeners with uh, that will help to inspire them wherever they are in their lives to be their best selves. (laughs) Yeah. Jody, uh, my uh, next uh, attempt is we uh, need to do for the youth, for our youth, uh, and you are doing a lot for everybody. But I want to start a space B, like a spelling B, so that young kids are excited among high school children and college students in space technology and space quizzes and competition at high school and community so that we are becoming a space traveling species. A space Space traveling traveling. species. Love it. Yes, that is what we will become. Like a Neil Armstrong. (laughs) This is a 50 year anniversary. Full circle back to Neil Armstrong with this spelling bee Neil, it has been an absolute pleasure to have this time with you. Thank you for all that you do for our youth. Thank you for uh, sharing your knowledge and your experiences with us, for being an inspiration. And I can't wait to see you again, my friend. Thank you, Jody. You do much more. You do save lives. So thank you. Thank you, Neil. This is WCN, the Whole Care Network. You talk, we listen.